Hi everyone, I'm Molly Carr, and this is The Wedding Destination, a podcast for couples and creatives where we discuss all things destination weddings. As a destination wedding photographer, I have traveled the world and had the opportunity to work in some of the most beautiful places imaginable with some of the best and most inspiring wedding industry creatives out there. Whether you are a bride or groom planning your destination wedding, or a wedding industry creative hoping to grow your business, welcome and welcome to today's episode of the podcast. As you listen to today's episode, we would love to see where you are and what you're up to. Snap a photo and be sure to tag us at Wedding Destination Podcast. Welcome everyone. I'm so happy that you're here to be a part of a conversation that I am absolutely thrilled to share with you all. Gabrielle of Gabrielle Hurwitz Bridal Styling joins me today. And for many people, myself included, Gabrielle is an absolute visionary in the wedding industry that we look up to. So to be able to chat with her and share our conversation with you today is such a treat. After an online friendship that was sparked over, I believe a love of Bridgerton, Gabrielle and I first met in person in Paris at a beautiful French restaurant called Le Voltaire. Gabrielle is the owner of Gabrielle Hurwitz Bridal Styling and is a fashion concierge and personal wedding stylist. As the former head of social and editorial content at Style Me Pretty, Gabrielle is a thought leader in the wedding community and has worked with all of the very best in the industry, from Over the Moon to Bella Bell to Joy Proctor to Jose Villa. Gabrielle, thank you so much for joining us and welcome to The Wedding Destination. Thank you so much for having me and for those wonderfully kind words. I really appreciate it. It's wonderful to have you here. You have such an inspiring story and have been looked to as, I believe, a thought leader in the wedding community for years. And I know that for many wedding creatives, being able to refer you to their clients is a true career bucket list moment. Gabrielle, I'm really excited for listeners to get to know you. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got your start? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like to joke that I'm that girl that like always loved weddings because I am like, I would make my Barbies have weddings all the time. Um, and would go to Barnes and Noble as like a middle schooler and pick up bridal magazines and get so embarrassed when the checkout person would give me like a look and I'd be like, Oh, my cousin just got engaged, but really I would just go home and pour over them. Uh, and watched like Say Yes to the Dress and all the wedding movies and every wedding TV show that existed, I was watching. Um, So I always knew I loved weddings and always knew that in some way, shape or form, I wanted to work in weddings. But I studied journalism in college and uh, got my start working at Cosmo, actually. And then after Cosmo worked at Style Me Pretty for three years, where I oversaw original editorial content. So anything that wasn't a real wedding kind of fell into my realm and then eventually oversaw all of our social media for a year and a half. Um, And during like the last, I'd say like six months of my time at Style Me Pretty was feeling a little bit burnt out um, and was ready to like make some changes and move on. And I started styling photo shoots for some of our advertisers uh, like Maggie Sotero or Allure Bridals, which are are pretty, um, I don't want to say budget brands, but uh, 
mass market bridal brands, um, but they were our advertisers and they wanted to do original content with us. So I styled photo shoots for them and really just loved being hands-on with the dresses. Uh, and so when Style Me Pretty went through some changes um, with ownership, I, I lost my job, which ended up being a blessing because I was comfortable and probably unhappy, but comfortable and probably wouldn't have left on my own. So that was kind of the push I needed to go off on my own. And I was like very naive, had no business plan, no idea what I was going to do. And I was just like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to become a bridal stylist. Uh, this was five years ago. And at the time there weren't as many bridal stylists out there. It was still like a pretty new concept. There was maybe like one or two, um, that I knew of at least doing it. And so just kind of took a leap of faith really and decided that I was going to do this. So I started doing styled shoots and editorials, um, partnering with photographers I admired and planners I really looked up to, people that I'd connected with through my time at Style Me Pretty and eventually built up enough of a portfolio that I was able to connect with brides and grooms and get to kind of where I am now which was that's a very long way to tell you how I got to where I am. <laughs> that's incredible. It's such a good story. And, you know, I mean, I think the fact that a lot of people have been in the place that you have been at some point in their career and been out of a job for something that wasn't necessarily their choice, but the fact for you that your experience really lined up so perfectly with becoming a bridal stylist, it sounded like it was almost the impetus that you needed to take that leap of faith that can be really scary to do on your own when you already have a nine to five that's paying yeah. the bills and that doesn't necessarily give you the motivation to really follow your dream that you are now. Totally. And I, I think like, I never thought in high school and college, I always thought I'd go into like bridal media. So I interned at Martha Stewart weddings in college for a summer. Um, and then obviously was at style me pretty. So I loved journalism and thought that's kind of the path I would be on, but at style me pretty during the last year and a half, I was there, I kind of had gotten pigeonholed into doing social media and was pretty miserable doing it, honestly. Um, social media is just not for me. And so I realized like my path at that point, I was at like a fork in the roads. I was either going to continue doing social media full time and was interviewing for jobs and had this moment, or I was going to go off on my own. And I had this moment, I got a job offer. It was less than I was making it style me pretty, but still like a solid offer, uh, doing social media for a jewelry brand that's very prestigious and I'm sure would have been great. But like, I just had a moment where I was like, I do not want to be working 15 hour days, seven days a week anymore. Like that's not the life I want. Of course, now I work nonstop anyways, <laughs> but at least I work for myself and I'm not glued to my phone all the time in theory. Um, but yeah, never thought I would be a business owner. Like it never crossed my mind. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, like I, I just knew nothing. I was really naive about it. Um, and it, it worked out, but it, it was a tough few years getting there. So it sounded like when you went out on your own, you already had a lot of relationships in the industry from working at Sale Me Pretty, which is incredible, both I would say with wedding creatives as well as also brands. Mm -hmm. So it 
how were you able then to transition that to working with personal clients? Yeah. So at Style Me Pretty, I really made it my focus to increase our fashion content on the site just because it's what I loved and what I felt passionate about. Like Style Me Pretty before I got there had been invited to bridal weeks, but wasn't necessarily going um, and having a strong presence at bridal fashion week, for example. And so I really made it my mission to up our coverage of bridal fashion week and make sure that we were reaching out to brands and getting seats at, if not front row, second row, whatever it may be, um, and attending runway shows and presentations just because I wanted to do that. And then I was able at that point to connect with those designers and those brands um, and build relationships with their PR teams and whoever else. Uh, And then leveraging those relationships to then produce these editorials and photo shoots where I was pulling from those designers for those photo shoots. And then I think like once I had a portfolio and once people kind of knew my name and had seen some of the people I'd been working with, the referrals kind of trickled in from that um, for real personal clients and brides and grooms. Um, Like one of my first weddings, the bride actually found me on Instagram, funny enough. Um, just through tagged photos, I guess. Um, and then my second big wedding, um, Joy Proctor was the designer for. Uh, and so I think it was just kind of being associated with some of these people. Now, most of my clients come to me through word of mouth, through their planners uh, or photographers even. Um, and still a handful of social media leads. They're not necessarily all like qualified leads, but still get a handful of those as well. Incredible. So for the listeners out there who may have not worked with a bridal stylist before, can you tell us a little bit more about what a bridal stylist does? Absolutely. So I like to think of my job as kind of the wedding planner for the fashion. So um, from like a bird's eye view, I start with getting to know the bride, obviously, um, and getting to know her personal style and how she dresses in her everyday life, but also how she wants to look and feel on her wedding day and what factors are important to her when it comes to her wedding fashion. That's just kind of like the overview conversation that we have to kick us off. And then I put together mood boards for my clients for the various events, um, just to make sure that we're on the same page and aligned in vision. Because if I think sexy, I might think of something totally different than if a client says she wants something sexy. Like to me, are just we we all have different definitions of what things be like romance to me might mean one thing romance to you might mean something else so i really and i'm a visual person which is why i love what i do because it's very visual so i put together mood boards again just to make sure we're aligned and then i act kind of as their concierge um i book appointments for them at various bridal boutiques and uh, accompany them to those appointments walk them through uh various alterations that can be done to kind of tweak a dress, how we might accessorize everything. And then I work with them once they've found the dress on curating the head to toe look. So everything from shoes, jewelry, handbags, et cetera, to hair and makeup ideas to really, again, give it a head to toe cohesive look. Um, I feel pretty strongly that like nothing can ruin a great dress quicker than bad accessories or bad glam. So you could have the most beautiful dress in the world, but if the bride has a bad hairstyle or a bad makeup look, or 
is wearing like a god awful necklace or whatever it may be like it just ruins the whole look so i really like to be involved to curate the whole thing um and then we work through the rest of the weekend so rehearsal dinners welcome parties brunches uh bridesmaids mothers grooms and groomsmen anyone who wants help with the fashion i help as well um and yeah i mean i think I feel very strongly that fashion can elevate the design of any wedding, but it can also bring down the design of any wedding if it's not intentional and not cohesive. So I love to work with the planners or designers to get kind of a feel of the overall vision that they have for the event so that the fashion can speak to it. And the bride shows up and it's like, oh, of course she's wearing that dress. That makes perfect sense with everything else going on versus, oh, she showed up and she looks like she belongs at a completely different event. That's incredible. And I mean, I think that I have seen over the last 10 years, fashion has become a really, really integral part of weddings. And I think a lot of that has to do with the trend over the last probably 15, 20 years that I'm sure you saw more than anybody working in kind of the epicenter of it all at Sell Me Pretty back in the heyday of blogs, the personalization and customization and just the way that weddings have completely changed from what when we were growing up they were. This very formulaic approach where, I mean, I remember in the early 2000s, every bride wore a strapless wedding dress. And there was kind of just this tried and true thing that you did. And I think that's what has made wedding industry becomes so incredible is that really it is now all about the couple and what their personal style and their story is. And to me, the fashion is the epicenter of it. And I know that for a lot of brides, I think when they aren't working with somebody like you, Gabrielle, wedding dress shopping can actually be one of the most stressful and overwhelming aspects of wedding planning. I feel like in a way, it's the sartorial decision that kind of will define you for the rest of your life. And in my opinion, it really has the potential to be one of the best, most joyful, most celebratory experiences of the whole wedding planning process. So I really think the gift that couples give themselves when they work with you is being able to make it into a really cherished experience. So when a couple does decide to bring you onto their wedding creative team, can you just walk us through a little bit more of the process of how you work with them? I know you kind of led us through working with the mood boards and really aligning with the planning team, um, just kind of as the example of when the bride walks into the room, let's say, and wanting to make sure that she kind of becomes the center of that versus feeling like she's at a different event. Are you looking at specific color palettes for every different event or how, how does that process work with you? Yeah. Um, I, just touching on something you just said, and then I'll get to that. I think like I, I say a bridal stylist is a luxury service. You don't need one, but it completely changes the experience. Like you were talking about, like wedding dress shopping can be so overwhelming and there's so much out there. And especially with social media now where you're seeing a million things and just it's so easy to second guess your decision. Um, bringing a stylist on board really allows you to have some confidence in the process and in the decision you're making and make it an enjoyable, stress-free experience. Um, but to your question, and to 
not go completely off track. Um, yeah, I love to look at color palettes and vibes because oftentimes you're doing one kind of feel for the rehearsal dinner welcome party than you're doing for the wedding because you're doing, most of my clients are doing weekends full of events. And so they don't want it to be one note. They really want to be able to tell a story uh, through the decisions they're making throughout the weekend. And I think that's where fashion can come into play, where we can kind of show off different aspects of their personality throughout the weekend. So maybe they want to kind of embrace that trendy, cool girl moment, but they don't want to do that for their wedding dress because they want their wedding dress to be a little bit more classic or traditional. So I'll... I will encourage them to do like that cool girl trendy moment, you know, very 90s supermodel chic. Like, let's do that for your rehearsal dinner where it's a little bit less pressure, but it's still an important garment. Um, and so you can still kind of have that moment and have your trend without fully committing to it in a way that you're committing to the wedding dress where that's the photo that's going to be framed and passed down through generations. Um so, and a lot of my brides are starting to incorporate color at various events, which I think is a lot of fun and ready to wear uh, and just like kind of having fun with it, which I think is one of the joys of fashion is you can really show off your personality and show off different aspects of it and sides to yourself and just have fun with it and find pieces that make you feel like the most beautiful version of yourself, but also like, this is who I want to be as I embark on this next chapter of my life. That's incredible. And, you know, I mean, I have to think that every couple that you work with has a very unique sense of style. And totally. how, so I know in the beginning, a lot of your process is really getting to know them. And like you said, getting to know how they want to feel on their wedding weekend. I think that's so, so important because, I mean, not, there's nothing like the power of an incredible dress to just yeah. change dynamic of how you feel, which to be honest, I believe changed the dynamic of how everybody around you feels. I mean, oh, absolutely. the bride in a way sets the tone from an energy perspective of the entire weekend. So, yeah. I mean, when you're able to walk into your welcome party, just feeling incredible, feeling empowered, that is such an amazing gift. So how are you able then to kind of get to understand each couple's really distinctive personal style? Yeah, I have a pretty thorough questionnaire that I send to clients before we get started. Um, just to get to know them a little bit better, get to know what parts of their body they feel really confident showing off if there are any parts. Of, I mean, we all have like our one, I don't want to call it a problem area because it's not a problem area. It's just the one part of your body that like maybe you're not as confident with. Um, and so I ask them that. Um, ask their typical dress size and shoe size and just measurements, just because that is important information to have. And favorite designers, favorite places to shop, what they wear when they wanna feel really confident. And then I'll ask like, if you and your fiance are going out on a date night or you're going to like a special event, what are you wearing that makes you feel your best? Um, because like you said, putting on something that you feel really good in, your whole demeanor changes. Whereas if you're wearing something like we've all, maybe not, but I've worn bridesmaids dresses before where I'm like, this is God awful. And I just like, don't feel good about myself. And so you're just standing differently. You're fidgeting, you're constantly like adjusting. And it, it's just, you're not able to be present and enjoy this experience 
um, and be in the moment. So wearing something that you feel great in, like you said, your whole energy shifts and changes and you carry yourself totally differently. Yes. And I love that you touched on the bridesmaids too, actually, because I know that you also will style them. And I have also found that both being a bridesmaid and just being in the room with countless bridesmaids getting ready, when they're able to feel and look amazing too, that makes the whole day that much more incredible. They're not just wearing the same dress that, you know, they found at David's bridal, like we maybe when we were in our early 20s did for some weddings that we were bridesmaids in, but really they're able to wear dresses that complement their style, complement their body types. And I mean, I think that in itself is a really a gift you can give yourself as a bride and groom because those are the people that mean the most to you and when they're that much more excited to be present for your celebration you just you feel that so I know that you attend all of you attend fittings with your couples yeah. you help them curate accessories and jewelry um, can you tell us a little bit more about that process once the big first decisions have been made yeah, once we've kind of settled on, I call them like the hero pieces, like the pieces that are going to have the biggest impact of the look, meaning like the dress or suit or separates, whatever it may be, then we kind of work through accessories. And again, it's a conversation with the client to find out their preferences, if they prefer white or yellow gold or platinum, like silver jewelry. Um their ideal heel height, if they don't want to wear heels, if they're going to be walking on uneven surfaces. So we need to consider a block heel. Um, just again, getting their preferences done. And then this is not the most like clear answer, but it's just kind of going off of a vibe of accessorizing the look and finding pieces that really will accentuate and complement um, what's already happening rather than take away from it. I think I, I like to look for pieces that will have impact and that doesn't necessarily mean like spending a ton of money. I, I think you can absolutely do a high low with accessories and just put the, allocate the budget towards pieces that are going to be really impactful. Um, so maybe it's a great pair of earrings or a fabulous pair of shoes. If like your shoe is having a moment in the look. Um, but I usually will present my clients with a deck of options for accessories for each look. So maybe there's four pairs of shoes for each look or three pairs of earrings for each look, whatever it may be. Um, in a way that can be mixed and matched, I, I'll say like these shoes and these earrings will go together, but we can mix and match things if you like earrings two with shoe four or whatever it may be. Um, and then it's just kind of a process of puzzling together the whole look uh, and finding pieces again that like complement each other, but usually the trigger has to be pulled on like one thing and then kind of building the look around it. Incredible. And I know that you, a lot of your clients have multi-day destination events. Yeah. Um, so even this year, you're going to be in Spain, you'll be in Italy several times. How does the destination come into play when you're also curating all of their looks? Because I'm sure that kind of marrying that with their personal style plus their wedding design is it's kind of a dance where you really have to find that balance that touches on all three elements. Yeah. I think context is everything when it comes to fashion, which is why I start with mood boards. Um, 
because she might have a vision, for example, um, of like a sleek, I don't know, like Vivian Westwood, super like couture, but still like sleek and sexy gown, but is getting married outdoors and like on a beach in Bali or whatever. Like that doesn't totally work together. There's just a bit of a disconnect. Um, so I, th I think the destination is a huge component and you want to take into consideration not only like the weather and time of day and time of year, but also just the surroundings. Like do these details make sense together and do these, I don't want to say vibes, but do these vibes align? Like I have a client getting married in Spain and we really are leaning into that kind of flamenco Spanish vibe throughout the weekend in various aspects of it but like doing a really beautiful lace gown for the ceremony and doing something a little funkier but still like has some flair to it for the rehearsal dinner um and just playing up the elements of where you are so again the bride walks into an event and it's like oh of course she's wearing that what else would she be wearing I love that. And I think to me that just fits so in line with your, like you said, it's very much a storytelling approach. Yeah. And I mean, for me, I know as a wedding photographer, having a bridal stylist without a doubt elevates the wedding photos. Not only does having someone like you, Gabrielle, just really understand the couple's best features, but you're able to work with the photographer and create just magazine worthy moments out of every single part of the weekend. So on the weddings where you are on site acting as their personal stylist for the entire wedding weekend, can you explain a little bit more how you work with the wedding creative team and as an example, the photographer and just how that overall impacts the wedding experience and photos for the couple? Yeah, absolutely. When I work with clients, I will put together before the wedding a PDF lookbook of their head to toe look. So here's the dress, here's the shoes, here's the jewelry, here's the handbag, and here's the hair and makeup for each look. And I will send that to the planning team and the photographer and videographer before the wedding. So everyone kind of knows what to expect. Um, and then on site, once we actually get on site, I typically will print that out and bring it with me. And then I like to join the photographer and videographer as they're scouting. Um, I, I think given my background, I, a, I like to be involved, but B, I, I, I feel like I work really well with photographers and seeing spaces and being like, okay, this look would look incredible right here because it's gonna just like, it matches what we're going for. Um, so I love to be involved with scouting and then on the wedding day itself or on the event day itself I'm pressing and prepping all the garments for the couple um helping them get dressed obviously like mom will still get the photo of her zipping up the dress but I've already zipped it and she's just pretending it's zipped or to zip it um and then I follow the client around during photos to make sure that the dress is staying clean and pristine and not getting rumples and messy um no one's stepping on it etc that's amazing. And I mean, I can attest that even having a great wedding photographer, wedding photography team even, 
they're going to do their best to be looking out for the dress, but they have a million and one other things that are on their mind, the composition, the lighting, posing you, making sure there's not an errant hair that's flying away, also keeping on the timeline. And they just don't know the fashion like you do. Right. So So having you there as a creative director, I can imagine is so, so beneficial. Yeah, like if I see something that looks funky, like the train is laying weirdly or um, the veil needs to be pulled around a certain way or something looks like too perfect, I'll say like stepping in and just like give everything a little fluff to make sure it looks perfect. Because like you said, like everyone has a million things going on on a wedding day and you shouldn't have to be thinking about does her dress look okay? Like you should be worried about the composition and the lighting and the timeline and that's my job to be like, oh, something funky's happening here. Let's fix it. And I think just as a bride, having that confidence, knowing that you are there solely focused on her and how she looks is incredible. And it's just going to make you feel that much better in front of the camera because you just know that you're being taken care of and that you're in the hands of somebody who knows you, who understands your vision and is going to make you look and feel your absolute best, which 100% translates to the photos. Totally. And at that point, I've been working with the client most of the time for like nine to 12 months beforehand. So we've built a rapport and a relationship and I've become kind of like a hype girl, not a hype girl. Like I'm not, that's not my personality, but um, just like a friend to them and someone they can trust and I'm, I'm not going to tell them they look great if they don't like they, we've built that trust together. So if I'm on site and it, it's just like, yeah, a sense of peace. And kind of, I mean, it's also an insurance policy that if something goes wrong, like I can fix it, you know, um, I, I think it just, yeah, it gives a little bit of peace and confidence that the day will run smoothly. 100%. And I mean, there's so many aspects to me possibly as a bride, the most stressful part of the wedding day is getting zipped into that dress because the dress is going to be cut so it fits you impeccably and there is not an extra inch to spare. And there's always that moment when the bride starts to worry, is it not going to zip? Does this not fit? And even though maybe the mom or the sister has a video from the dress store of the proper way to bustle bustle and get the dress, it's not the same. And that can be a very intense moment. So having, I mean, just as one small example, having you there for that completely alleviates that you can just breathe knowing that you have it under control and I think really when you're working with so much of it I think for an incredible wedding is about creating a team around you it's not a great photographer that comes in and does their own thing and a great wedding planner designer that is off setting the table but it's really all of us coming together and acting as your creative team so i mean to me having you there as a creative director having me there as the art director that's where the magic happens that's where really you're able to work with people that you trust that understand your vision and are able to make it that much more beautiful than you could ever dream and i mean even like you said being able to visit spaces and think how from a scale perspective how is this look going to look in this room there's so many components that go into creating a really 
incredible photo and just being able to lend that high fashion approach changes the entire experience for everybody yeah and i'll pull like if the bride is open to it and the photographer is open to it of course i'll pull reference images um for different looks and treat it more like an editorial if the couple and client and the photographer is open to it because it's also a real wedding day and not everyone wants that and i fully respect that um but if we're scouting and we see like on a shoot with jose once um there was this like wall of like monstera leaves that was just naturally growing and we both saw it and we were like this is really cool how are we going to make that work and then we like went on pinterest and you know on instagram and looked around for photos and made it work and it really cool photos but I, I yeah it just helps to have a little bit of a vision too so you can do some creative things that don't feel so cookie cutter oh absolutely so i know sometimes you have brides come to you and they have a really really short window of time or i'm sure over your career there have been so many other instances that have happened that I wouldn't even necessarily be able to think about, maybe a potential problem or a dress that's sold out that a bride's fallen in love with. Are there any examples that, you know, from a relationship you've had with a designer that you've just been able to leverage and create a special experience for a couple? Yeah. Um, I've had, um, designers willing to do like custom changes to things because of the relationships I've had with them. Um, so I have a bride who's doing a gown where we found the bodice of one dress and the skirt of another and the fabric of a third and are kind of Frankensteining a dress together that'll be completely unique and one of a kind and just hers. Um, I have a client who's working on a very tight time frame and was able to get a designer to agree to a rush that normally would not be possible um, just because a very tight turnaround. Um, a lot of boutiques will book out pretty far in advance. And oftentimes my clients will get bumped to the top of the wait list um, or things like that. Just, I mean, I, again, I've built these relationships with people and they know that I'm not bringing them difficult brides or anything. It's just how can we work best together to make it a great experience for everyone. That's incredible. And I mean, that's such an asset to a couple too. And especially like you said, being able to create something completely bespoke to that bride. I mean, how incredible to have a one of a kind custom wedding dress that has been just really created solely for you, for your vision, for your style. That's amazing. It's going to be really special. Unfortunately, it's NDA'd, but um <laughs> It's going to be really beautiful. <laughs> um, so I know that staying so closely tied to fashion and to designers, to me, must be a really amazing benefit of your job. Are there any other ways that you seek out inspiration? Yeah, I mean, I obviously pay attention to what's happening in ready to wear and in couture um, just because I love fashion, but I... I really am so inspired by like the destinations where my clients are getting married again, because I think context is everything. So I love to be able to pull from the culture of the destination or the architecture or just like the history. So the lace or um, 
like I have a bride whose dress has some raffia on it, which is really cool and like fitting for the venue and um, art. And yeah, I mean, just kind of all over. I, I think everything can be really inspiring if you look for it, but inspiration's kind of everywhere. I love to travel and get inspired there. But yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is kind of just the context, like the destination and its culture and history and architecture and art and everything. And how can we incorporate these elements into the wedding? I, I agree. And I think to me, when you are reflecting and relying on the destination to really be the backbone from a full design perspective, I mean, there is no way that anything will feel contrived because it's totally. all thoughtful and intentional versus trying to create something that just quite frankly, should never be there. Um, I know you travel a lot for work. So do you ever spend a little bit of extra time in a destination on your own to seek out inspiration? You know, I know we met in Paris last year with your sister going to art museums, things like that. I would love to say yes. Unfortunately, I don't as much as I would like to just because um, there's so much going on. Like this year, I have most of my weddings are destination weddings, um, but they're kind of back to back to back. So even if I wanted to extend my trip, I couldn't necessarily because I have to get back for other brides who have fittings and things going on. Um, but whenever I can, I do like to extend my trip um, or at least get there like a day early and have like a half a day to explore before things really like kick into high gear. But it's a goal to eventually get to the point where I'm taking on fewer clients and then really able to kind of work around their weddings in a way that there's a little bit more space to breathe in between and explore and travel. Yeah. Well, and I think we all, after COVID, have been just incredibly busy in the industry. Yeah. I know we were talking before we went live about our schedules for the year and it's definitely a very good goal for all of us to have. Realistically, yeah. it doesn't always happen, but I mean, I think even being able to work in such incredible, historic, inspiring places, for me, that's something that I bring back with me, even if I am there for work, yeah. um, that really stays with me as an artist. And I'm sure you feel the same in that, yes, you're there for work, but it also, I think, starts to change your perspective personally too. Totally. And even if I'm there for work and I'm working like 12 hour days and, you know, on my hands and knees doing steaming and whatever, at the end of the day, I'd much rather be do there doing that in this incredible space than like behind a desk at a computer, like posting social media all day. Like perspective <laughs> is everything. Absolutely. Um, so along the same lines with looking at inspiration, I know you said you look a lot to ready to wear and to the couture shows. Are there any destination wedding trends that you're especially excited about, whether fashion related or just experience related? Ooh, um, I think I'm excited to see like more unique destinations popping up. Um, that are a little more like off the beaten path, I think is exciting. Whether that's like more boutique hotels and cities that we already know and love or like places you just would never think to have a destination wedding. Like, I think that's really exciting. Um, I don't personally have any clients doing this, but 
I know like there was that Easton wedding in Thailand a few years ago where they like bopped around various parts of Thailand. Like how incredible is that? Uh, logistically, I would, I don't know how they, pull, I mean, they're Easton events, of course they pulled it off, but like that would be incredible if you were like doing a destination wedding in Italy, let's say, and you like bopped around Italy with your guests, like how incredible would that be? Um, I don't know that that's necessarily the future because I don't think that's feasible for everyone, but I think that would be fabulous. Um, I know exactly the Thailand wedding that you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Incredible. Of course. I will try to include it in the show notes if I can, because if anybody has not seen it yet, you need to spend an hour just like rolling up your sleeves and diving into it. It absolutely unmatched for just the level of experience that it provided guests. Yeah, just incredible. Um, But yeah, I think just like seeing people embrace where they're getting married through their fashion is always fun and exciting. Um, And incorporating ready to wear designers and color because they're getting married someplace fun um, is always exciting to me too. Oh, I love that. Gabrielle, this has been absolutely wonderful. I cannot thank you enough for your time today. I am sure that many of our listeners already follow you, but for those who don't, where can we connect with you? Yeah. So I am on Instagram at Gabrielle Hurwitz, and that's probably where I'm most active. Um, I have a TikTok. I have maybe five videos on there, but I think it's my same name at Gabrielle Hurwitz. And yeah, those are kind of two spaces where you can find me. Fantastic. I know that I have truly enjoyed our time together and that our listeners will too. Gabrielle, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Molly. It's been a pleasure. Thank you all for listening to today's episode of the Wedding Destination Podcast. I'm Molly Carr, and you can follow me on Instagram at Molly Carr Photography and the podcast at Wedding Destination Podcast. We hope you will leave us a five-star review on iTunes and join us next week for a new episode. We'll talk to you soon.